You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Very good evening to you. Welcome to Friday Conversations at the King's Church with Speech. Um, my name's Clive, if you've not joined us before, and I'm with Keith. my very good friend, Keith. Okay. Um, we, we, we decided that we wouldn't have an argument on screen tonight, did no, we? No, not tonight. Not tonight. Over time. Other times we, we might do, but we're, we're going to have a conversation. And we're continuing the series um, of conversations from the book, Blessed, Broken, Given. Um, this is the fifth one in the series, and this evening we're talking about confession. Confession. Which is good for the soul, according to the uh, <laughs> maxim. So, um, and as always, uh, we, we do invite you to um, join the conversation. And you, it's quite amusing, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. that Keith posed a question. Right, so I, I asked people um, to share on the live chat of a time when you told somebody the truth but actually it all went wrong, uh, yeah. So, Anna's um, written and said this, my English teacher asked me why nobody spoke, spoke up in class. She said she asked me because she knew I was honest. I told her everyone was scared of her, and from then on she was horrible to me. So, so. Honesty didn't pay in that. No, no, and you shouldn't ask a question when you don't want the answer. <laughs> So it, it is about uh, confession and being in a community where confession is part of the um, the, the, the warp and web of, of, of life, uh, yes. um, which will take skills to develop. Um, the, the, the author talks about an incident in his home where his uh, children made a mess and were trying to cover it up. And uh, I think all of us would, if we make a mess, we, we try and cover it up. The story I've told quite a few times, when I was very small, um, uh, no, I'm, I'm not gonna tell that story. When I was older, <laughs> when I was older, I've got so many stories about making a mess. Um, uh, when I, my first job, I worked in uh, the town clerk's department in Liverpool. And my job was to distribute the agendas and the minutes to all the committees, and there were lots of them in the city of Liverpool. And, uh, as a junior clerk, I made a decision that one of the councillors didn't need the agenda or the minutes, so I tore them up and put them in the bin. That day she phoned up and said, why, why haven't I had the agenda and the minutes? And she was one of those councillors which you don't cross. She was very intimidating. And so I had to take all these shredded pieces of paper out of the bin and sellotape them together <laughs> to try and cover up the fact that <laughs> I made a mess of it. Uh, in the end, she was very gracious. Uh, but as I went to her office to confess, I was terrified as a, as a young junior clerk. But we, we try and cover up, don't we? We do. We, we do. do. We, we. Um, but we're, we're, in, we're being encouraged to um, uh, have the confidence to, to be open uh, and honest. Yes. So, so let, let me say, yes. for me, um, so I actually didn't use, I wouldn't tell anybody anything I did. So if I did something wrong, I'd always try and hide it. Um, and indeed, my father inadvertently taught me that if you're in a row, then what you do is, um, to get out of the row, you just shut up and walk away. Right, yes. Mm -hmm. So, so um, when Anna and I first got married, then she would, we'd start something, we'd be talking about it, and it'd be getting heated. So my response was to copy my dad, and I shut up, and would try and get away. 
and she would go what are you doing yes and and so therefore she'd then um verbally pursue me going right. i'm not letting this go and she would keep on and keep going like too. and poking <laughs> and she actually says i poke the bear until it responds and then we'd have a conversation and she'd actually we could talk about it and I, we could say what we were feeling and so on and admit that got something wrong or whatever it was um but actually over the years i've found that that's become easier and easier mm -hmm. because of the the way she's responded mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. so now i can say things and if i if i feel things or yeah. something's upsetting me i can actually say them without needing there's mm -hmm. somebody to come along with a stick and start poking me right. but it was i would never confess it you know as a child i, I, I used to hide things at school yeah. if i did anything wrong the last thing i wanted was the teachers ever to find out or anybody else to find out mm -hmm. um i'd try and pretend i was the perfect person yes it, it, in the book um he makes a comment uh, it's hard enough to ask for help but it's even harder when asking for help requires admitting that we're in a mess of our own making yes um, it certainly is and yeah well, well in in our ministry we, uh, it's true of so many people just being in that place where i need help it can be quite difficult for people but when you've got a trail of chaos behind you it's uh, it, it is yeah. it is very difficult isn't and, it? and and again so i was one of three uh, four boys okay you never admitted weakness no you just didn't do that yeah. you wouldn't do that certainly wouldn't do that in front of your brothers um and so so therefore it just wasn't anything you do i've yeah. i've had to learn and as I, I think i was saying to clive at the start anna's taught me a lot of this stuff um for our marriage but i've had to learn to be to do that and, and there is a lot of pride i don't want to show myself weak mm -hmm. i don't want to show um admit that i've made a mistake because in some way i think that somehow belittles me and yet when somebody else does it to me i try and treat them with grace yes, and you know yes, and yes, kindness yes. but oh i don't want to admit myself that you know i could possibly be like that and it's just all hypocrisy really yes, but yeah it's very easy yes. to do and it's yes. it, things yeah. you just fall into if yes. you're careful yeah should we, should we yeah. look at david's um uh he uses as a, a study and as an illustration uh, in the book of Samuel, um, 2 Samuel chapter 12, um, where, where David has uh, sinned against God and, and against uh, um, people, many people, and uh, is attracted to Bathsheba, who is married, and then just a break, breaks every commandment in the book yep. um, uh, and conspires to have Bathsheba's husband killed in battle. Um, so it's a very sordid affair, um, but it doesn't come to the light until the prophet comes along. Yes. Um, and that, that sense of ha getting, having or needing somebody else involved in your situation, which again, very challenging to invite people into yes. uh, your, your, your personal life. Or, uh, well, well, the thing that I found interesting about the story was, so the way that um, Nathan actually got the point across was that nathan told another story so he created a parable if you like yeah. to actually um, talk to david didn't he and david but david responded in a sense in a righteous way so he recognized straight away out of the two people who was in the wrong and he actually said you know bring that person to me the person who wronged him yes and then nathan could say it is you yes so david had managed he knew what was right, right and wrong yes 
He even was prepared to, uh, you know, highlight it in other people, but he did not see it in himself until he was confronted with it, mm -hmm. and it was there in his face. And it, again, it shows that we can deliberately, well, we can be blind to our own sin. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, again, the author makes a point. Uh, uh, well, he says, at some point, uh, we're going to have to let someone else in to help us yes. uh, see the error of our way, see, see where we've taken the wrong path, whatever, uh, acted wrongly. Um, and and so, so, in a sense, God sent a prophet to help to rescue David in this situation. That's right. um, and the Bible says, blessed are the wounds of a friend. Yes. Which is you know uh, a very significant verse isn't it uh, um, you were saying earlier about people speaking the truth but not in love yes um, and, but if a friend comes to speak the truth in love um, well the bible says that's a blessing yeah, and, and that's that, that's exactly it because i you know the whole book is called blessed yeah blessed and broken yes. right and it was that realization that actually God was blessing David yes. by confronting him with his yes. sin. Mm -hmm. That he actually needed to get it sorted out and he actually needed to put it right. Yes. Now, it probably didn't feel to David Not like he was a... being blessed at that moment in time. But actually, that was God's blessing on him, being mm -hmm. confronted with his own sin. And that's why what you, what you were just saying yeah, about yeah. the wounds of a friend. Yes. I, I, I would rather, and I suppose I've had to work this point, I'd rather somebody tell me mm -hmm. and we have to confront it because I acknowledge I'm blind. Mm -hmm. There's a whole load of things, mm -hmm. you know, and Anna would say, you know, oh, uh, today she said, um, you're a slob, you do, you do messy things all the time, <laughs> right? And I'd think to myself, well, I'd, what is she talking about? <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it, that's yeah. on a very light level, but yes. I, I suppose it's like our relationship. So, yeah. so we've known each other, what, the best part of 40, 40 years, years now, yes, yeah. right? I know that if you came and spoke to me about something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You'd be doing it not no. to rub my nose in it, but out of the kindness and the best interest. Because you you wouldn't want to do it. It's not yeah. natural that no. we want to go and say yeah. something that could potentially right. hurt, hurt somebody. somebody. No. But if if you came to me and said it, I'd know that you were saying yeah. it yeah. for good, not for evil. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're trying to get to yeah. as, as a church. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what yeah. God does to us. Yeah. He comes to talk to us for our good. good. Yes. And, it, 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 and if we can't see that, if we instantly put up defences and try and run and pretend and hide, we'll never move. You know, we'll yeah. never move forward. And that's that's the wonder of all this. That actually we do need each other. Can I quote from the book again? Um, he, he says, "What we need is a community that will speak the truth to us. We need people who will not let us reclassify sin as just an issue or a struggle. Oh, that's the way I am." Mm. Uh, but who will know the difference between our frailty and our failure. Which we, we talked about last week. If you haven't seen the, the other series in these conversations, uh, you do need to catch up with that. But, but yes, it, it, it's calling a spade a spade, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, but it, 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 fra frailty, there, there can be reasons for that. Yes. But failure, we get to doing it wrong, either intentionally or unintentionally, that was wrong. Yes, yeah. and it needs to be called out. Yes, yes. Because otherwise you'll repeat it. Yes. <laughs> so you just yes. continually yes. keep doing things wrong. You could yes. leave behind a whole trail 
of uh -uh. hurt people behind you okay. or you could be hurting your family you could be hurting yourself in a whole series of different ways mm -hmm. and and later on be able to claim oh i never knew no quite whereas yes. actually if somebody comes and confronts you and says yeah. do you realize yeah. what you're doing yes the, there are a series of questions that go with this study we're not going to use them all but uh, it's posing i'm it may not be appropriate to write in about it but one of the questions is how have we have you experienced the strength of a community around you in times of frailty failure you know uh, and, and w when when you're going through difficult times um it it it, it, it is it's it's one of our core beliefs that as christians we need to belong to a body yes <laughs> and that we're not called to walk this alone but the strength of that body is that um when it's going wrong for somebody you've got people around you supporting you and helping yep. you through isn't it it's it's, absolutely. it's what uh we've been part of this church for decades now and uh, it, it's what we've, we've experienced um because no christian community is immune from things going wrong no in, uh, somebody once said um in a relationship if it doesn't hurt you're not close enough there will be times mm -hmm. yeah. when the closeness of your relationship yeah. it will go wrong yes uh, but that that uh, that that commitment that covenant together actually can can come through there yes and, and, and indeed it's essential that it does yeah, this some stuff yeah. here is jackie isn't it true we all need help at times yes isn't that more honest than pretending we're all together yes mm -hmm. okay yeah um it's so okay not to be okay <laughs> yes and it's actually important at times to share that in uh, but because because of our vulnerability and especially in that there are times when you wouldn't share it no. so it's not right to share certain things no, it's not in a, a, a group of 50 people no, no. but it's ab absolutely right that we share yeah. it with people somewhere yes. we admit where we are and we, had, we tell yeah. people what yeah what we do so I, I think back to um so when I lost my voice right. okay so when I uh, so I for those of you who don't know and um, I Dam I was a teacher and whilst I was teaching um, I damaged my vocal cords so I actually tore some of the muscles that controlled my vocal cords and as a result of that for four months I couldn't make a noise at all and then um, over the next uh, 18 months I had to learn how to speak um, and during that time um, I'll be honest I was the weakest I ever had been so emotionally um, I was the most depressed I'd ever been um, because I'd gone from a world where I was talking with hundreds of people every day um, and I'm a very gregarious person and I was interacting with all these people I was respected in the sense um, I was a head of chemistry I was a deputy head of year um, so I had all this status and literally in a matter of minutes I couldn't talk to anyone I couldn't communicate with anyone um, I couldn't um, do my job so my job disappeared eventually I lost the job and they they, they made me retire mm -hmm. um, and in all those things and the only thing that actually got me through all that was my friends and the my family who were there alongside me and in that people telling me truthful things and, and praying for me but but also challenging me and so on because in the end what I realized was some of this had come about because of my own self I was tense, I didn't trust God. God had asked me to, to change direction in my life, but I didn't trust him. I actually didn't think he could provide for us as a family, 
Um, I didn't think he could provide for my family. I didn't think no, there was all sorts of things that, no. that actually I didn't trust him. And he was challenging me, do you really trust, trust me or not? Um, but but uh, you know, for myself, I just, yeah, well, one, I was weak, and two, I was angry. There were, I went through a spot, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I went through a point where I actually sat down and said, do I believe you are there or not? Right, okay, that's, you've come to a... And, and the it, well, that's right, the, the rock and at that point, yeah. I, I, I thought about it and decided that God had done too much in my life, there was too much yeah. for me yeah. to just turn my back and say, no, he doesn't exist. Right. And from that, that was the moment things started to change. Right, yes. When I went back to him and said, yes. okay, you are real, you mm -hmm. are there, mm -hmm. and now we, you know, yes. now we can move forward. Again, quoting the, the, the author, he talks about the tension of confession. Um, but when there's a, a, a resolution, um, because the tension is real, he says, the experience of resolution is very powerful. Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when all of life seems... <laughs> and then I, I assume... I, we have to be like all of us have been in that time where th there's things that we didn't want to bring into the light. It's, been, it's true of me. Um, and, and you hold it and you cover it up for a long, long time. But when, when it's out in the open and you know grace and forgiveness, the, the joy and the relief is mm. incredible. You think, why didn't I do that ages ago? Yep. Why, why did I you know, think I could handle it myself? Yes, exactly. Fix it myself. Yep. You know, uh, deal with the emotion myself where, when, when it's out there. Mm. Um, there's resources outside of ourselves which uh, become available. And, and it's not just about confession of sin, it's all confession of weakness, isn't yes, it? Yeah. So Maggie yeah. here, right. so Maggie said, after my mother died, I had a lot of doubts and was struggling. The church in Whitney, Whitley Bay really helped me. There were people there with whom I could be completely honest right. and who prayed for me. And, and that, that's it, isn't it? Because we could pretend, you know, that we have no doubts, like, yeah. oh, I've never had a doubt, you know, yeah. all this type of stuff, which is just utter rubbish. Mm -hmm. But when, when you admit it, yeah. you open up the door for people to come alongside you and just be what you need them to be, to love you. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, and, and to care for you. And you find, you just find such wonderful things. There's so many people in the church that have given me so much. And it, it would, I could, well, you could write a book about it. You, if you actually took the time just to start thinking, when have people stepped in and, and helped me and supported me and, and just said the right thing at the right time and brought a word from God at the right time? Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. and, and when we deny all that, when we hide, when we pretend, we lose all that yes. opportunity. Did, did, following David's uh, sin with Bathsheba, We've got Psalm 51. You wanted to yeah. re re refer to that, didn't you? Well, I think, I think it would be good if, if yeah. people don't mind. I'd like to read it because it's, um, it's quite a psalm, actually. Um, and he actually unpacks in the book, he unpacks it really quite well. But um, let's, let's just, mm -hmm. it, it takes a couple of minutes. So this is David after he's been confronted about his sin by Nathan and he's had to admit it. Okay. Have mercy, O God, sorry, have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, compassion, blot out my transgressions. 
Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Surely you desire truth in the inner parts and teach me wisdom in the inmost place. Cleanse me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. I'll take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore, restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will turn back to you. Save me from blood guilt, O God, the God who saves me, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you do not despise. In your good pleasure make Zion prosper, build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then there will be righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings to delight you. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. And, and you know, it's, it's a wonderful psalm, it's wonderful. So I'm sure at many different times, each of us have turned to this psalm and actually thought these words and prayed these words through when we know what we've done. Um, so it's a, it's a tremendous thing that this is here present. And just to say one thing he points out in the book, okay, we all know that the sin was not just against God. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right? David sinned against Uriah. He had him murdered, effectively. Mm -hmm. He sinned against Bathsheba. You know, he seduced her at best. And you know, of, you know, for all we know, he called her in and he raped her. Mm -hmm. We don't actually know mm -hmm. the, what happened on that night. Okay, so there was many people he sinned against here. He sinned against his own partner, his wives, and, and mm -hmm. so on. Um, but that's not what this is about. What this is about is saying that David acknowledges that every time he does wrong, he sins against God. Mm -hmm. Every sin isn't against just this person or that. No, no. It's against God. God sees it all. And even the sins you do in, dark, in the secret and you think nobody else knows, God does know. And every, every sin he felt, every sin was part of what nailed, nailed Jesus to the cross. And with that, um, God is coming to uh, David is coming to a God of mercy. Exactly. So uh, you you come in humility and confession, uh, knowing where you stand, but you're met by a, a God who is mercy, which is uh, the, the you know. Um, we, we don't get what we deserve. Absolutely not. We d rightly deserve it, but... Um, now, in the Old Testament, th that's why at the end of the psalm he's talking about the sacrifices being offered on, on the altar. That was their, the, the atonement, yep. the, the blood offering, but it's a forerunner of what Jesus did on the cross. 
that uh, the punishment has been taken for us. So actually, uh, for, for us who are in Christ, there's no condemnation. Your, your sins have been taken away by Jesus. But it is a God of mercy that is coming Absolutely. Mm. And lots of people, so lots of us, have this view it, that yes. God's an angry God. Yes. That he's there to punish us, but God takes pleasure almost oh, in... Yeah. in, in you out. That's God, right, God, yeah, I've got you now, you're, you're a <laughs> wicked person. When actually, God all the time is trying to remove sin from us. Yeah. He's trying to take away... What he's trying to do is give us the grace to be different, to not have to go through that, to, to, to not be offensive and, and yes. so on. And, and he's trying to make us into to better yes. people, the people we were supposed to be, the people we were always meant to be. Yeah. And yet people characterize him as being this God who nitpicks and, and ch challenges us when actually is this amazing person who is full of compassion and full of love. Yeah. And he only ever says, you sinned, you've done this wrong to help us Just to do it, it right again in the future. The, 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 there's a, uh, a lovely quote from uh, another writer in the book because uh, uh, he points out Psalm 51 begins have mercy on me O God according to your unfailing love yes and we've mentioned that in a previous session of this but it uh, um, steadfast love this word chesed uh, which was the name of our first house when we were able to buy it um, and it, it's a word that we struggle to uh, in yeah. translate um, but he quotes that's um, a wonderful one uh, it, it's uh, the word Sally Lloyd-Jones translates for children in her uh, book Jesus Storybook Bible and the way uh, she puts it is uh, God's never stopping never giving up unbreaking always and forever love that's Hesed love never stopping never giving up unbreaking always and forever love and he, he put, says that gets as close as anything I've seen about Hesed, uh, unfailing love. Um, should we go? Oh, have you got should, I'll, I'll just read a few of these, and then yeah. we'll go to the break. Yes. Okay. So Anna said, um, "Just saying something out loud gets it into perspective." Yes. And the answer can be found just by saying out loud. It's out loud to somebody. Verity. God showed the importance of confession right from the beginning of Genesis. He knew what they had done, so, you know, mm -hmm. um, the, the, the things that were wrong, but he still asked them so that they could say out loud what they what they had done. Confession is essential. And what a shame that they blamed others for their wrongdoing. Yes. It was an opportunity, what? wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good first half. See you Good later. First. I hope you appreciated the song that uh, Jane sang because that fits in very well with this evening. We hope by the time we come to the end of this conversation that we will be talking about uh, the broken bread in communion. So that was very fitting. Um, just a comment. People are mentioning that uh, our various sizes are... Yes, I am sitting on a cushion, so at some measure I can come up to his standard. Else <laughs> <laughs> there would be... Uh, like the two Ronnies. <laughs> To bring you back to the, to the subject this evening, we were talking before the interval um, about uh, how the, the nature of God, who he is. And again, quoting from the book, um, it's mentioned that David knew the God he was dealing with when he confessed his sins. Um, the God who uh, doesn't turn a blind eye, that he confronts uh, what is wrong 
because his justice and righteousness demand that, that it mm. has to be dealt with. But there, there is a solution, there's a resolution in love and mercy. Um, and uh, it, it's quoting people who tend to think of God as angry or vengeful or capricious, as if he delights in catching people out. And I'll just read a paragraph or two. This is how atheist Richard Dawkins saw the God of the Old Testament. He wrote, Richard Dawkins, the God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Jealous and proud of it, a petty, unjust, unforgiving, control freak, megalomaniac, uh, sadomasochist, capriciously uh, malvolent bully. And uh, the writer says that's not a pretty picture, nor is it the right picture <laughs> of the faithful God. Um, and sometimes people refer to the, the story of Abraham having yep. to offer his son as if to appease the God. And we, we like what yep. uh, the, the author has said here that. What the, the story of Abraham is actually telling us that God is different. He's a unique character uh, in, in his attributes, different from the Canaanite gods who required child sacrifice. And God asked Abraham to demonstrate faithfulness in terms Abraham already knew. That's what the surrounding cultures did. But then, used the occasion as an opportunity to show how he was different, a different kind of God. He does not simply require sacrifice, he provides it. Um, because that's a whole question, you know, where is the sacrifice? And uh, Abraham says the Lord will provide. And then in that instance, it was a, a, a ram caught in a thicket. But again, it's all prefig prefiguring uh, God offering his own son yes. for us. And, um, yes. Uh, the gods uh, in the surrounding cultures, uh, you had to appease them uh, because they were angry and you had to try and get on their good side. But here is the God who reaches out in mercy and love, actually wanting that relationship with us. Yes. Even though sin has separated from us, uh, he, will, he will deal with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and um, it's, it's that idea, isn't it, that we we don't confess things we don't we don't admit to things because we're afraid yes what we're what the truth is we're afraid we're afraid of being rejected mm. we're afraid of being spurned that people will look down on us will belittle us will think of us as rubbish and will treat us badly mm. right and so so we we don't say things because of what we're like afraid that. of what the people will say mm -hmm. now and we've been taught that so we've been taught that by friends by school teachers mm -hmm. and by all sorts of people around us and Dawkins here yeah. somewhere he's been taught that by the response of other people mm -hmm. and he's put that onto God yeah. and he says that this is what God is like a God who is evil and wicked and yet the people we read about in the Bible they testify to something totally exactly. different. Yes. David testifies to something totally different. Yeah. And if, if somebody was to ask me what God is like, the last words I'd use would be anything that Dawkins yeah. has just described. Because right. in my whole life, whenever I've gone to God, he has never been horrible and nasty to me. Absolutely true. He might confront me with things I don't want to be confronted with. He might challenge me in things that I don't want to be challenged with but it's never no. horrible and always, 
always he's led me into a place that is better he takes you through, through the pain through to something there was there a comment that somebody made yes yeah. so verity verity said this it may be when we meet um but it could also be before he can bring out hidden our hidden sin into the light if we let him he can transform us in the process and that's absolutely right mm -hmm. the whole idea the whole idea is not to hurt the whole idea is to help and make us go do it right do it well bless people to bless us to bless others mm -hmm. it's all about healing it's yes. not about no. punishment no, no. So, so if the title of the book is uh, blessed broken and given and we're looking at the broken aspect yes. of it now um, that we might come in uh, in that broken spirit uh, um, but again the, the writer is saying that uh, confession turns brokenness into openness which is a which is a lovely phrase there that that it actually doesn't diminish us huh? it, it, it opens us up to God and to, to the to ministry of others to, to, to right. each other that we're, we're being real and honest yeah. uh, and, and I was saying to you earlier so one of the things that I've realized reading this is that confession isn't just about admitting, admitting that you've done something wrong, wrong. No. confession is about admitting how it is <laughs> yes it's about actually saying yes. this is the way it actually is so actually I have a problem with this yes. I find it difficult to do that mm -hmm. I'm not strong enough in this situation so um, in, in my job so I've run this charity I've run this homelessness charity over the last two years one of the most common things I've had to say to God is I cannot do this mm -hmm. this is too big to, for me I, I'm not able to achieve this I can't do it and I can hand things over to God and watch him do mm -hmm. miraculous things. So things have happened over the last two years, um, which I've got genuinely got nothing to do with me. I cannot control them, no. but they're, they're incredible things which turn situations around. They just change it. Everything changes from being something where it's going to be. So at one point, the, ch the charity was going to be closed, right? right? And, and I prayed, there was nothing I could do, it wasn't my decision, I wasn't in control of the decision at all, I could voice an opinion, but that was it. And the whole thing changed, the people, um, the people agreed the charities could continue, and we moved on, and they gave us all sorts of things. But up to that point, all I could do was go, God yes. is in your hands. That's, I think that's a very important part, the confession of our... Uh, our weaknesses, our fears, um, things I am not, which people expect me to be, but I yep. can't be. That's right. Yeah, all those things. Um, and, and it created this picture of, uh, well, in, in his church, uh, they instituted meals, yes. small group meals, where th this openness began yeah. to uh, emerge. Um, and certainly, uh, I think, in what we call the Last Supper, as Jesus met with his disciples, um, he's built up an intimacy there. But he, he's challenging Judas. Absolutely. In, in that, it's reaching out to him, bringing, as Virgil was saying, bringing something into the light. He knows something about Judas, which Judas at that point isn't willing to confess. But it, it's, it's in the context of that meal around the table, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. It, it's not in a 
20,000 auditorium and we're going to pick you out, it's uh, with this intimate group. Yeah. That's right. And what's interesting about that is, again, if you talk to some people, they almost imply at the Last Supper, Jesus forced Judas mm -hmm. to go out. Right. You know, if <laughs> yeah. you're going to do it, do, do, it, do it, it now. now. <laughs> right? And, and so, you know, they, they're basically saying that Jesus confronted Judas and put him on the spot and made it, and so Jude, you know, yeah. pushed yeah. him to do it. Yeah. It's not the truth, the case yeah. at all. What Jesus was actually offering was there was an opportunity for Judas to actually say, "I'm really sorry. <laughs> I've got into this. I'm, I'm, I'm in this hole." That's right. <laughs> and can you help me out? He did not. Judas did not no, have did. to leave no, the room. No. Mm -hmm. He did not have to leave the room. Mm -hmm. He could have just turned to Jesus and yeah. said, yeah. "I'm really, really sorry." Yeah. And and you know, there's no force there. Jesus did not no, force no. him at all. He gave him an opportunity. Oh, and the other time is uh, the, the supper on the beach with Peter, isn't yep. it? You know, again, just in that small group, do you, do you love me? Oh, <laughs> we're, we're rehearsing the, his uh, denial in the courtyard. It, it's, uh, yeah, uh, and it is finding that safe place, that, that safe right. group where you can be honest and open. As you said earlier, it's not appropriate for people to come out the front on us uh, in a church service, public church service, and bear all the soul all nope. the time there are things which need to be shared confidentially uh, absolutely and that's what jesus did with peter wasn't he yeah. was trying to do that. that yeah but but again what he was doing there now he did for peter exactly what he'd done for judas mm -hmm. he called him out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 deal of me yeah. <laughs> so he gave him the opportunity now if peter wanted to he could have taken umbrage when he was take when he was asked the third time yes he could have so. stormed off you know and gone you know, he doesn't believe me, you know, and made up all sorts yeah. of things about Jesus. But because Peter's heart was changed, yes. he, he, he instead he said, but you know mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in that sense, Peter then had confirmed to himself, he confessed yeah. to himself where he, he now was. Yes. Jesus gave him the opportunity yeah. to understand, yeah. to actually forgive himself, mm -hmm. because now he believed mm -hmm. that he, he mm -hmm. loved yeah. him. Yeah. You know I love you. Yes, absolutely. It was beyond doubt then, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. The, the, it, um, we're, we're finding in these conversations that we're skimming over quite yeah. a bit, that there's so much that we could say. But the, uh, the, there's also the, the illustration of Jesus feeding the 5,000, because we're talking mm. about God doing uh, doing this ministry to us and that can happen well often does happen privately but the the blessing of God using other people to yep. do that uh, and if you read the book um, the, the picture of Jesus feeding the 5,000 that Jesus breaks the bread but he gives it to the disciples um, and said no, no uh, you, when Jesus broke the bread, there weren't twelve, bas you know, twenty-four baskets full. They say he's just broken the bread, blessed it, and broken it, given it to them. But as they share it, so it's multiplied. Um, and that sense, what the point uh, the, the writer makes is that sometimes we feel that our our contribution into this is insignificant. <coughs> like you know, we have five loaves, a couple of fish. Um, what is that? What can we do with it? But in the hands of Jesus, it meets the needs. And the, the blessing of the gospel is that he involves us in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've been involved in pastoral ministry and uh, helping people, and people have helped us as well. Yeah. But the, the blessing of being involved and seeing resolution That's come right. into people's lives and, and knowing a sense of forgiveness. Because Jesus said to Peter, 
if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. Yeah. And there have, have been times when we've, we've had to, in the name of the Lord, say to people, your sins are forgiven. And yeah. just find the release yeah. that, that people have, have in that. That's right. Yeah. It's, it, it's a privilege, actually. Absolutely. Because uh, can, can, whenever you talk about loaves and fishes, do you okay. remember, again, going back to starting a, a ferry project, do you remember what we did? Oh, yes, yes. So, ferry project. We had no money. It was a very small charity, but it needed money to get accommodation for homeless people. Okay? So, we, we went to the church. We did, I did not, the, the family did not, nobody had the money that we needed to actually carry out the work. Okay? So, but we went to the church and we said that God had given us the image of um, loaves and fishes and that if people could give what they were able to give, okay, God would multiply it, okay? And the, we took a collection a couple of weeks later and it was two and a half thousand pounds. That's right, yeah. Right, two and a half thousand pounds, which at the time was still a serious amount of money, but, um, but actually would not buy a house, okay? But as a result of that money, Within, within six months, well, nine months, we had raised, through different means, £100,000, which allowed us to buy a house and employ staff to help homeless yeah. people. And now the ferry project has a turnover of nearly £1.5 million pounds a incredible. year. And that, and that all came from, from the church giving their loaves and fishes yes. and £2,500, and yeah. people's gave sacrificially yes you know and we really appreciate it but god just does amazing amazing things and stuff that we we never yeah. ever could do by ourselves no but he takes and uses just in yeah yeah yes. what's to hand yes yeah the lo lovely quote following on from that story you see um l let me get there jesus blesses our inadequacy so this picture of jesus taking the bread he gives thanks to the father for your life even if you don't. He knows that from your wounds he can bring healing to others. He knows that out of your emptiness he can bring fullness. Mm -hmm. He knows that out of your weakness he can reveal his strength. We embody God's grace to one another by offering what we have to Jesus. And, and that sense of being, uh, Paul talks about it, that um, we're sharing in this ministry of reconciliation. We're, we're, we're co-workers with, yeah. with God in this ministry of reconciliation and it, it is um, it is God's work but he so often and usually works through human agencies uh, so Nathan and David in, in the Old Testament but um, you know so, so often it's the it's the human words it's a human presence that actually communicates God's message yes. God, God's presence there yeah uh, and we uh, and you can only do that when, uh, when, when you've built up relationships, yes. you've built up trust and confidence with, with one another. Uh, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. You know, and we've come across too many people, well I tell it like it is, I'm not afraid to call a spade a spade, and they just go, and cause absolute chaos and That's mayhem right. and hurt. Um, but, um, mm, mm. Because, because an important part of the relationship is actually you've got to get to the point where you trust the person. Yes. So like David had to say, mm -hmm. he knew that God was gracious and yeah. he knew that he was good. Yes. Okay. Why should I make myself vulnerable to somebody 
you can just yeah. stick the boot in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're not going to do it. So part of this whole thing, part of us being able to support each other, is the fact that we demonstrate yes. who we are. Yes. Uh, you know, we, mm -hmm. we, we share with each yeah. other yeah. and we, we open ourselves up to each other. And in doing that, people can know us mm -hmm. and in that sense can learn that, that we're trustworthy. Some, some useful, you know, great things that people are saying here. Matt, confession opens up the door to forgiveness, healing and restoration. If we refuse to engage or cut ourselves off, so therefore not confess because we're not yes. talking to anyone, things are left unresolved and the wound festers. Yes. Forgiveness is then essential too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Maddie, uh, Maddie said, on the odd occasion I've been told that God is telling me to forgive myself. Okay. And he said, because he knows the problem. He actually knows what her sin is. Okay. And she doesn't have to find all the words to explain it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's great. So, um, and finally, Matt, our brokenness can actually be a blessing to others if God is in it, working through it. Even if what we bring seems insignificant and in unimportant yeah. to us. Yeah. I would just, I said to Keith uh, before we start, I said, we're not going to have an argument, but we might now. <laughs> I find it interesting, this uh, forgiving ourselves. Um, my take on that, uh, other people might think differently, is that actually it's only God who forgives sins. Um, when we come to that point, we're, we're accepting that right. forgiveness from God. That's good. We're accepting. We're 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 believing it. We're, yeah, yeah. Uh, rather because we can't forgive ourselves, um, we're acknowledging that we have been forgiven. That's, that's yeah. Okay. That, that's, that's good. What, that's yeah, no I'm argument, Club. Oh, I was hoping for. <laughs> um, Alan's just said here. Yes. What we've been talking about, that is the community bit of confession. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Mm. We've only got a few moments. Can we talk about then the, the significance of the broken bread yes, then, the, the communion? In our church on Sunday, we're, uh, we're going to be sharing in communion. We, uh, there's different traditions. We do it once a month. Um, other people do it at different times. Uh, but more and more, we're become, becoming aware of the importance and significance of that, yes. aren't we? Um, and um, at last Easter, we, we had some teaching that the... Uh, when Jesus broke the bread, it was broken to be shared. And we've mentioned that before. Uh, you know, it's only broken bread that can be shared amongst people. Um, it isn't signifying that Jesus' uh, Jesus' body was broken on the cross because uh, the scripture says not one of his bones was broken. Um, the bread he broke I, it, so it could be shared amongst each other. And the bread signifies his resurrected life not his dead body on the cross his resurrected uh, life-giving presence amongst us uh, that's that's what we experience um, but it is significant coming together because <coughs> in that we are remembering our frailty and our failures aren't we right. uh, it, it is this is my body given for you this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and it is a time of remembering where we stand in relationship to yep. God uh, that uh, we come all have sinned and fallen short but it, it's his grace and mercy uh, yeah and, and yeah. He, he goes on about the fact that it's all about story it's about remembering, remembering yes. because it helps us then to put ourselves into place into uh -huh. perspective yes because anybody can try and pretend at any particular time that they are some super person, you know. Yes. Um, you know, 
a person in a prime minister's shoes could try and claim, look, I'm the leader of this country. But actually, the reality is they are just a person, the same as all the rest of us. And if they care to remember, yeah. they can think of loads of things yeah. where they've been less than, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. perfect, less yeah. than. It's important. It's important because it helps us to remember who we are and it helps us to remember who Jesus yes. is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm leading the communion part of, uh, of our service on Sunday and I, I quite like uh, where it comes, I'm not sure if it's in part of other churches' liturgy, but the sins of commission and the sins of omission. Yes. The things we ought to have done which we have not done and the things we have done which we ought not to have done. Yes. And, and, and it is a time of just reflecting on that. Uh, we, we don't get over anxious that uh, uh, we've got certain teaching on every man should examine themselves whether they're worthy. But it, it is a time to uh, know that we stand in need of the, the forgiveness mm. of the grace of God. And, yeah. and my answer to that is always, I'm not worthy. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I am not no. coming here standing yeah. and saying, yeah. look at me, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You know, actually, God, you've got to bless me because I deserve it yeah. and I'm good. Right. Actually, I'm coming as a sinner yeah. and I'm coming to my Saviour yeah. who died on the cross for me and I need to remember that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. not to put me down. No, no. That's no, not no. what it's no, about. No, it's a thanksgiving. Absolutely. <laughs> this is, what could I have been? Where could I have ended up? Yeah. And instead, you're bringing me to this. Yeah. I am sharing the table with the King of kings yes. and the lord of lords yeah, yeah. it's like being taken into uh, into the presence <laughs> yeah. if we were taken in the presence of oh, prince which, uh, king, uh, king charles, charles now yeah. right yeah, you know absolutely you'd be you know i've i'm going to have a dinner yeah. a, a dinner with prince uh, king charles yeah. okay and um you know everybody would be going oh wow woo. right yeah. on sunday so they, yeah. the king of kings, kings. yes and he's invited him. us yes and very importantly He's invited us. Yes. I know there are times when people individually, because of circumstances, would share in that uh, broken bread and that cup privately. But, but it, is, it is the gathered community. It and is. part of that gathered, as Alan was commenting on, it, 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 it is that uh, those people making a confession, being honest and real before God, yeah. but then receiving uh, all that's been provided through the, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. That's what makes us what we are. Yes. Nothing else. That's that's the ground on which we stand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Time's gone. Keith. Time's gone. It's been really good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you think it's been really good. <laughs> I always enjoy yeah, these conversations. <laughs> Turn the cameras off. We'll just talk. <laughs> Uh, next week, um, the, the Friday conversation uh, just takes a, a, an interval from this study. We will continue in the succeeding weeks um, and we'll, we'll go through the various chapters. But next week, uh, we, we have, as part of our also a series on uh, how faith works out in practice, we have um, a representative from IGM, the International Justice Mi uh, Mission, I think, or Ministry, um, coming here to talk about that work and mm. if you don't know about it you'll find it fascinating and, mm. and very inspiring as have other people who've um, shared in conversations with us about how faith works so that will be next friday but um well it's good night from me and it's good night from him <laughs> good night good night <laughs>